Podkiss 148, partying with the Gene Simmons Band. Happy New Year's. All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best, you got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcast. Hello. How's it going? We're here. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Welcome back to your podcast. I'm Ken Mills, your host here today, and today I'm joined by some hooligans, some really cool guys. The Gene Simmons Band is here. Hello. 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 <laughs> Gentlemen, please introduce yourself. Happy you New too. Year, Ken. Thanks, buddy. This is uh, Phil Shouse. Hi, this is Jeremy Asbrock. Ryan Cook in Nashville. And here we are. It's 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 New Year's Eve. We're just hanging out, and uh, you guys have had a great 2017, haven't you? Not too shabby, no doubt. Been great. You know, you've you've kind of come on everybody's radar. You guys have been putting in the work. You guys put the work in, and you got the attention of one Gene Simmons. How did this all come about? <laughs> Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We were doing a big rock show, another band that Jeremy and I are in, and Phil plays with us sometimes in it as well. Um, we did the Kiss Cruise every year. You know, ultimately, Gene and Paul and the guys would come watch us on each cruise at some point or another. And then when Gene wanted to do the solo band, he called me and just said, um, can you put together a band for me? And, of course, you know, I immediately thought of Phil and Jeremy right away. I had no idea about a drummer yet. But uh, it actually worked out like that. So Gene reached out to me. He goes, man, I don't care who you get. I don't care what they look like. Just, I trust you. And I go, well, you're going to be real happy because these guys play great. They look great. They're great guys. And we've all practiced our whole lives for this gig because we actually became friends because of Kiss. I mean, that's really the reason we that we got together. So it, it was just perfect. It just worked out perfectly, and uh, honestly, man, it just feels, I'm not kidding when I tell you we practice our whole life for this gig, is all we've done growing up was learning Kiss songs. You know, it was just basically, all we had to figure out was who was going to play what, and what songs he wanted us to do, but it never was like, can we do it? We've already played everything that he did, you know, it was just awesome, man. Now, I want to talk to, to each one of you about how you became players, and who were your biggest influences, and Jeremy... Asbrock, why don't you take it away and kind of let everybody know your personal history? Okay. Well, I have an older brother who is six years older than me. So, you know, in 1977, 78, 79, when Kiss is the biggest band in the world to, you know, eight to ten-year-olds, I was there absorbing all of that. I already had an obsession with music. My mom told me that I used to climb the bookshelf where the record player was because I loved Dreamweaver. And I wanted to hear Dreamweaver all the time. You know, I'm just hanging around with my older brother and his friends, you know, the two or three-year-old that wants to tag along with his brother, and they've all got Kiss posters in the room. So, you know, the imagery is making an impression also. And then the kid that lived behind us tried to sell me side, well, the Alive 2 records without the cover for 50 cents a piece. Mm-hmm. And my mom gave me enough money for one. So it was side three and four of Alive 2. So, you know, the first song we put it on was Shouted Out Loud, Bombs, Crowd Noise, and, you know, my fate was pretty much sealed at that moment. That was it, huh? <laughs> yeah. And I was about three, three and a half. 
So, you know, there was no other band on the planet for a long time until I discovered radio and hard rock magazines. And then I discovered, you know, the Van Halen and the Who and Motley Crue and, you know, that kind of stuff. So I had an obsession with guitar immediately. And my parents got me a guitar for Christmas when I was seven. And I mean, it's just been blind obsession since. I've never thought of another path. I've never known another path. It's It's been rock and roll as far back as I can remember. Mm-hmm. So Dreamweaver and Kiss. Yeah, until I discovered The Who. My brother uh-huh. told me, hey, they're the loudest band in the world. I'm like, oh my God, I got to check that out. Wow. You know, I'm looking around the room and I'm seeing so many cool Kiss collectibles. This is is this this is almost like a Kiss room unto itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> seeing all these cool posters and everything, it, it kind of looks like everybody's dream room of what their room would look like because there's so much cool stuff. Man, unfortunately, that stuff when it came out, I was you know three to seven years old, so most mm-hmm. of it does not anymore. Yeah. Well, Ryan, this is this is quite a uh, little sanctum sanatorium here you you have going here. Yeah, sure, man. You see the bathroom. Oh, yeah, you see the bathroom. <laughs> Rock and roll over curtain. Oh my God. Well, why don't you tell us your story, brother? I was really young, I think first grade, and Kiss won People's Choice Award for Beth, right? Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the living room with my folks and my sister, who's five years older than me. And um, when they were reading the nominees, Kiss wasn't there. Lydia, Chris accepted the award, but. What they did, I don't know if you remember, you remember years ago, before MTV, Kiss did promo clips for Japan of um, I Want You and Love and Leave Them, Hard Luck mm-hmm. Woman, that kind of thing. Yep. And those were the clips they showed with all the fire and everything, and I Want You. Mm-hmm. And I just shit my pants. And I, remember, I can remember my folks kind of looking at each other, and I'm, I swear to God, from that day forward, I was just absolutely obsessed. I had to go get everything, the posters, the, the magazines, the records, first and foremost and was just obsessed and uh you know man i had an older cousin that played guitar and i was really you know you know looked up to my cousin a lot and really liked him so just because he played guitar i wanted to and then when kiss happened that's how the whole thing all just kind of fell together i mean Mm. it really and you were asking earlier what it's like to be playing with gene man my goal and dream was always to be in a band that opened and toured with kiss I never in a million years thought that I'd be playing with one of them. I mean, right. it wasn't even, I never even, it was never even an option. It was either being Kiss, which I knew I never would be, or open for them. But the, the whole idea of one of them forming a solo band and doing that whole thing, I mean, that never even entered my mind. Right. So, man, it's just been, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a good year. I mean, it was, uh, it was a year ago, mid December that I made the announcement that we were actually doing it. And look at and you know what, man? This is only supposed to start off as four or five shows. Right. And here we are booked into August of 2018 already. Wow. It's great. We're, we're loving it. We're loving it. It's great. We're getting to meet cool people like you because of it and everything. And uh, it's just been fantastic, you know. But going back to what you said, honestly, man, Kiss was the whole thing that started it for me. And, of course, I found out about all the other bands because, like Jeremy, I had an older sibling who was in the rock. So Zeppelin and Doors and, you know, ACDC and Aerosmith and all that stuff was in our house. So, you know, it was just meant meant to be. Well, let's turn the microphone over to Philip Schaus. (laughs) (laughs) Doc him. Yeah. (laughs) My good friend, my my good friend Kevin Young used to always think it was Ace Fraley. He can talk. Really? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, tell us your story real quick. I, you, you know, you've been on the show so much, you, you've become one of the hosts. Well, almost. I won't leave if you. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's good. Yeah, where, am I, where am I welcome for you sure? You can start interviewing us. <laughs> but I can't do Kent reviews. Only you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, man, my um, like Jeremy, I had an older brother. His he's thirteen year years older than I am. So I got into rock through his record collection because it was you know the late seventies and he had all the good stuff. He wasn't a Kiss fan, so there was no Kiss records in there. So I got into Kiss from my friend Brad McWhorter. My friends Brad and Joey Parker in high school were huge Kiss fans. So Brad made me a tape, a mixtape of kind of hold the whole catalog. And it hit me at a really, really good time because I was in guitar lessons and trying to play guitar solos. And nothing I was doing in lessons sounded like Eddie Van Halen. So I was getting really discouraged. So when I heard Kiss and started like heard the solos, I was like, that's what I'm learning in lessons. I can play that. And it was a huge confidence boost for me. So I learned all the stuff and I just became obsessed. I mean, it, I, I, I got it when I heard it. When I heard Kiss the real, the real first time, I totally got it. It all made sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go around the room and ask each one of you, what is your favorite song to play live? We'll start with you, Phil Schaus. Favorite song with uh, favorite Gene tune to play live? Yes, yes, yes. Um, it's a toughie, but probably, probably watching you was probably is probably the one I like the most. We didn't start out with that one. I was really happy when it got added to the set because three guitar Gene has us all three play all the riffs like start it together and do yep. and it's just, especially. In the solo, in the song, sorry, right before the guitar solos when the riff kicks back in, that part is so damn heavy with three gets with us playing it. It's just, yeah, I love that one. And he still hits the high note, the ah thing. And yeah. yeah, he always looks at you when he hits it. He'll, he'll look at you with a big grin on his face, like, Do you hear that? I hit it. <laughs> no, that's probably mine, watching you. Well, there you go. That's perfect. Ryan? Yep, watching you. Watching you. Hands down, yeah, man, just because uh, one thing about that song, the riff is so great, and like Phil said, all three of us playing it, it's just really muscular.
and that arrangement is so unlike every other Kiss song because there's actually there's riffs within it. It's not like we're playing "Lick It Up." Nothing against it. It's just like yeah, that's trying something. But there there's so many moving parts in watching you, and different riffs that just make the song so great. That is hands down my favorite. But um, other stuff that's been really cool to play is stuff that was never been played before, like "Got Love for Sale," never been played by Kiss. Yeah, and that really big deal for for us just because that was the first in the whole history thing that. Kiss had never played it, and that was always one of my favorite cuts on that album. You know, it's you mentioned the moving parts. It's not just one moving part. There's several moving parts at the same time. Oh, yeah, especially in the verses, because there's one guitar that does nothing but just chunk over muted strings. There's not even a chord. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a like a percussive thing that's happening while the bass is playing something, and it's just, that song is just so... Well, and, what, and whatever you call the, I'm putting it in quotes, the chorus, the drums don't make any sense because he's playing Tom Phil over this odd meter bar that doesn't make any sense, but it's, but it's the chorus, but it's yeah. right. It's the yeah, chorus. It's the and chorus. It's so we, we talk about that and he's like, Oh yeah, we just didn't know what we were doing. And, yeah. You know, and it's perfect. Does, does Gene have nicknames for each one of you? Oh, geez. <laughs> Probably depends on what day it is. <laughs> for, for some, for some days I'm the bum. Uh, young man, young man, young man. And, and Uncle Ryan. Yeah. His son seemed to stick for a while. Mm. Yeah, I don't know where Uncle Ryan came from. <laughs> Probably because he's Uncle Gene, right? So everybody's Uncle. He is Uncle Gene. He is Uncle Gene, and he's uh, Sir. Uh, we are all young man. <laughs> and and don't forget Lord God and Master. You know. Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry. What is my name? So he, he, he does that thing. <laughs> That's great. What about you, Jeremy? What did he call, what, what does Gene refer to you as? You know, there's nothing really in particular he's thrown at me uh, repeatedly. I've had Joe Dirt, the, the girl. <laughs> Those are the only two I can really remember. Yours? I, I don't think I have one either, Ken. I, uh, it's just Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing yet. That works. I remember one night we played Lancaster, PA, and we had nothing to do. We were walking around shopping one day, and we all bought flannel shirts, except me, except so. Jer. And we showed up that night, and he goes, "Hey, Mumford and Sons." <laughs> <laughs> He's really good at giving people in the audience nicknames, like, "Hey, George Thorgood." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Any, any guy with a beard is Mumford and Sons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and an African-American woman, you're Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trip. That's it. It's true. Absolutely.
have had some amazing adventures uh it's kind of like your ambassadors for the kiss world in a sense because i know that matt porter and i when, when we when we see you guys whether it be posing on a rooftop or going up in an elevator with jane or something weird going on it's like you know you're you're kind of taking us along with you on the journey and you guys do a lot of facebooking live and that's really cool and everything but you, you've really, you know, the KISS Army seems to have really taken to you. How does that make you feel? We'll, we'll start with you, Ryan. Pretty amazing, and it's a great feeling. And I'll tell you something, especially when the cruise just started and you start seeing how social media does. I was really, I wasn't sure if I wanted to look on the internet and stuff and see what people were saying, because I'll tell you something, KISS fans, man, they go for it. I mean, mm -hmm. and I mean in the sense, if there's something wrong, they jump on it and they throw gas on it and they set it on fire and they fan the flames on it. And it's just like, and I didn't know how well we were going to be received. Honestly, I knew the band was great and everybody was more than qualified. And it's like a labor of love kind of thing. And I knew that we would do our best and do a great job, but that didn't mean people were going to like us. And, uh, I was so pleasantly surprised after that first show in Cleveland, I kind of felt like we broke the internet that night. Mm-hmm just with positive feedback and people were just going nuts. It's been a great, awesome feeling. It's, it's really, I'm proud of the band and, and everything. And I'm also really, uh, grateful how much he trusts us to, uh, to just, you know, have us go on stage with him. It's great. All right, Jeremy, your, your, your thoughts in that along these lines, we are card carrying members of the kiss army. So, I mean, if, they didn't like us or didn't approve it'd be like getting kicked out of your own club and man that would suck <laughs> you know i think it's obvious that we care since you know we pay attention to details like all of you do and we're just kind of giving people what we would want to see and as far as the set list i mean you know he he listens to us i'm not going to tell you that we make the set list because it doesn't really happen like that but I don't know. It just it feels really good to have everybody's approval and have Gene's approval, and really cool to feel everyone's support. There you go. And Phil, I, I know that uh, you, you've kind of, like I said, you've become a co-host on the show here. And uh, have have you gotten a lot of good feedback from the Kiss Room and the podcast listeners? Yeah, tons. I, I think they Kiss the Kiss Army can see themselves in us, mm -hmm. and they can tell that we are them. So. 
you know, we're, we're, I think we're probably, I, I think we're the best guys he could have gotten for the gig uh, just because we do care so much about it. And we're not going to take anything lightly. I think the Kiss fans know that, mm-hmm. you know, but we've through, and also just the, the good feedback through the pod, the podcast world, all the different ones. And yeah, it's been really great. And it makes us feel really good that, that um, the Kiss Army is happy with us and liking the shows and all, all positive. Very good. We just love you guys. I just hope that you get that feeling and know we it. We love you. I mean, you know, yeah, the support means a, a lot to us. Actually, it means everything. Yeah. Very good. Jeremy Asbrock, what is your favorite song to play with the Gene Simmons Band live? Well, I know you only asked for one, but I actually have two for different reasons. Uh, I love to play Deuce because it's first, and, you know, I don't care how common it is, man. You play that song with Gene Simmons in front of people, and it is fucking powerful.
but as far as like other stuff, uh, charisma. I love playing charisma because it's exciting for the people because they've never heard it. The you know when we sing that weird three part harmony, it just sounds really fucking cool. Those are pretty equal for me.
very nice. You're very nice. Thank you. Now, I'm going to ask you, which song was the hardest one to sell Gene on that he accepted and said, okay, we'll add it to the set? And which one has he still not added? You know, where, where are we at with this? Like, like The hardest one that we did add was Ladies Room. And we only did it once. We only did it once or maybe twice. twice. We, did we did it, it, we did we did it twice. Lancaster and Chicago. Yeah, we did it twice. That wasn't the toughest. It was just I kept on playing it at soundcheck. <laughs> Come on. And we would do a verse and do a chorus and then we join in and it sounded great. Um, so, but as far as what we haven't, probably, I don't know, Love Him, Leave Him is Sweet all. Sweet Pain we've been lobbying for yeah. since the beginning. Yeah, that one, Love Him, Leave Him, we've been trying to get in. Uh, we really, we worked up Rockin' in the USA. We worked up, uh, we wanted to do like, uh, what was that one off of side four? Larger Than Life. We're dying to do Larger Than Life. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, you've got to do that. Hold on. Stop right. Hold on. Stop. Gene, you have to do Larger Than Life. I'm telling you, Gene. <laughs> well, we swap out so many tunes that they're all possible, and there's not like an end date on this, so who mm -hmm. knows? Yeah. yeah. And the cool yeah. thing is, we're leaving for Australia the end of this month, or end of January. Um, I can't tell you this because it has to be a surprise, but he sent us a list the other day of new stuff he wants to work up, and man, there's, Pretty some, cool. there's some great stuff in there. Yeah. Well, you know, I have to I have to tell you this. I've got about nine people who have sent me things saying, can you get him to do Ladies Room in Australia? So if, if you can kind of let him know that, seriously, there's about nine people who have contacted me and said, look, can you get him to do Ladies Room? I don't know whether they're all getting together and like, you know, let's let's all contact people. And, but Honestly, we love stuff like that because we'll definitely use that as weight to present it to him. You know what the good thing is, though? He never tells us no. He'll always at least try something. Mm -hmm. you know, even if he goes, I don't see that working. Well, let's try it. You know, he... Except for uh, not for the innocent or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, pretty yeah. much straight up said, no, he's not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah we're probably doing no, no, no. <laughs> 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 he said no, no, no to no, no, no. <laughs> How about this like a glove? Okay, you guys are insane. Yeah, that's what he said, yeah. Yeah. But yet, he obviously can see the pop in the reaction when something very rare is played, right? Well, see, yeah, yeah absolutely. When we did, like, uh, Radioactive and Got Love for Sale and Charisma especially. That first show in Cleveland where nobody had heard any of that stuff yet and there weren't any YouTube clips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we could see people's excitement on the internet. And yeah. even for us, like, playing it. Yeah getting to hear it for the first time and you're standing beside him <laughs> shit awesome well who would have thought seriously as much as i love dynasty and as much as i love charisma who would have thought that song would rock like it did you know oh and you know what that was always for some reason i don't know is that is that side one of side one or side two side it's two track one track one side okay two. so for some reason when i was a kid and got the record that besides the single which was on the radio that was the first for some reason, I played side two first. When so I did I. That. Same thing. Dude, I love that song so much. I'm so glad we wound up playing it. I always wish the Kiss would do it. They never did. And so it's such it's a Gene tune that like one of the hardly anybody knows it as far as, except for diehard Kiss fans. But yeah. it has so much staying power. It's like that's the one everybody wanted to hear. Was yeah. okay. When we asked buddies, like, okay, we got to suggest some songs. What should we do? Charisma. Yeah. <laughs> and like people love that one. 
if you would have told me that I would have loved hearing that one live as much as I have, I, I wouldn't have believed it. Would not have yeah. believed it at all. But the song's a complete rock and roll revelation. Mm-hmm. Great it. job. Great job, guys. Seriously. Now, one of the neatest things about seeing you guys cavorting about as ambassadors of uh, Uncle Gene and the, the, the Kiss Army, and even the Podkiss Army, damn it, I'm throwing that out there. Uh, <laughs> Seeing you guys uh, kind of emulate some cool moments in history. For example, you kind of recreated the Empire State Building pose. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was Mexico City on top of our hotel. And I remember that just drove everybody nuts. Whose idea was that to to do that? Kind of collectively, it just happens. Yeah, the reason that it happened was our security guard, Tiny Stephen. Uh, he just said, hey, man, there's a helipad on top of this building. I've been here before. The view's great. We should take your photo up there. And then the second we got up there, we were all just Well, we know what we're going to do. Yeah. Like, you know we, we gotta, you know what we got to do, right? And, you know, the same thing with that Japanese thing we did. It's like we're looking around like, well, we know what we have to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please please explain the Japanese thing. Well, they had the – it's the shot in 76 that Bob mm-hmm. – uh, Bob Gruen. Bob Gruen took when he went with them on their first trip. Yep. And there's a huge statue – they were in, in Kyoto. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're wearing kimonos, and it's just a classic kiss shot. And even though we didn't have the kimonos, they're like, we have to do that pose somewhere in Tokyo while we're here. So, yeah, so we were in just – we had, were walking through this walkway to this temple, um, and so we just kind of stopped on the way, and we couldn't get the same background, but, yeah. You know, we found a pretty Japanese-looking spot. And yeah. yeah. People got the idea. <laughs> Speaking of pretty Japanese, there's a lot of uh... – really cool Japanese fans that love everything the Gene Simmons band. You guys have taken on uh, such a stature that you've now become anime characters. Yeah, which is yeah, it's pretty cool. So crazy. It's pretty cool over there, too. I remember after the show in uh, Osaka, their their tour book from their, first, from their first tour there, there's some pictures from Japan, and one of the guys that showed up there there's some pictures of fans in that tour book from 76, 77. And one of the guys showed up after the show with that tour book. And it was him mm-hmm. way back in the day when he was a young kid and his photos in that tour book with Kiss. And he actually brought it to show it to us. It was pretty cool. Wow, that is neat. Would you like yeah. to say anything to any of your anime drawing fans that are out there in Japan? Anything you'd like to say to them? Misato. Hi, Misato. <laughs> he's the one that uh has drawn the lion's share of that stuff a bunch of different stuff and then someone sent me a really cool one they drew of me as a santa, santa claus, claus. <laughs> that was a great one too that was but yeah man they're they are great uh they were giving us a lot of gifts when we were over there and they're really really cool people wrote very nice you know, here we are, it's New Year's Eve night, and you guys, we're, we're all going to go party our asses off. We're all going to get blitzed and have have a fun time. What do we have to look forward to in 2018? Let's, let's go, Jeremy, let's start with you. Well, we will be in Australia very, very soon, first week of February. Uh, we have Europe in the summer. There are a few continental stateside things, and I mean, he's always adding, always, so... There's probably going to be a lot more. I can't imagine that that's all we're going to do next year. Mm-hmm. And a dream song, like one dream song that you want added. Love them, leave them. Yeah. That's what we all want. We all want that one pretty bad. Yeah. Mm. All right. Ryan. My song would be 
obviously love and leave at the top of my list. Sweet Pain. I would love for us to do Sweet Pain. I think that would be great. No, that's just because you're a kinky bastard. That's exactly what it is. It's my theme <laughs> song. As far as next year, man, like ditto to what Jeremy said. The four of us are just on standby for as many shows as Gene will as Gene will add. The cool thing about Gene, like Bolivia, for example, that was the first time anybody from Kiss had ever been there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm hoping there's some more places like that where Kiss hasn't gone or Kiss hasn't been in a long time. Uh, I know we're going to Holland, Vienna, Luxembourg, Luxembourg, Czech uh, Republic. Yep. Uh, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> we are, which is not far from Terre Haute, where the Kiss Army started. That's right. Right. So hopefully we'll have some uh, Kiss Army fans down there for that. Excellent. Phil, what is your uh, dreams for 2018, and if you've got a song? Okay, well, dream song would be Love and Leaving for me also, but since I've been said, Unholy. I'd love to do Unholy. And we've done it at Soundcheck with them before, so it's it's there. And it sounded pretty badass. I would love to do anything off of Revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Spit or Thou Shalt Not or yeah. you know, any of that stuff is pretty good. Thou Shalt Not is a very underrated song. I think so, too. We just listened to it. Yeah, we were spending some stuff earlier, and I was like, oh, that'd be cool to do. Mm-hmm. Just the way I feel. 
got that right. But as far as 18, well, the residency is leaving next week for the Moody Blues cruise. And then another cruise possibly in the early spring. Of course, the Gene dates. And like Ryan said, we are ready for any and all Gene Simmons work that he wants to do. So, And he likes to ready. work. And he, the guy likes to work. He, uh, Doc has a great quote about Gene's work ethic. He's like, yeah, when Gene was a kid, he quit school because he hated recess. <laughs> which, which is dead on perfect. You know, I can just hear Doc saying that right now. You know, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. hey it. guys, you fucking guys, what's up with it? <laughs> perfect. Perfect. And, and you know, in 2017, a dream of a lifetime came came true for you guys. Not only did you get to be in the Gene Simmons band, but you finally got to be on the podcast. That's yeah. well, no, two for one. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> Which is now sponsored by Mutt Merch, so Yay. Hey, all definitely, right. definitely. Keeping it in the family, so that's cool. Where's your Mutt Merch? Mutt Merch makes you and your dog rock, rock gods with shirts like Bones and Noses, Black Labbath, and more. Go to muttmerch.com for all the details. For those about to bark, we, we salute you. Muttmerch.com. Mutt Merch is getting any more hits or anything? Actually, yeah. Good. Uh, this month has been the best month so far. And I just signed on with like a fulfillment company that's going to help me market and help me promote. So, yeah, it's very, very cool. Well, hopefully you've been getting some clicks and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I, I, just the awareness and like the share, like the posts are getting more clicks and the site's getting more clicks. So, yeah, very cool. Okay, so we're thank you very much. We're, we're building towards something. So absolutely, it's good. All right. So my my hope and dreams for the Gene Simmons Band in 2018, and I'm hoping that the folks at Rhino, hold on, let me let me check and see if Rhino Warner's listening. Uh, you know, it'd be a really cool time to like get this really incredibly cool shit hot band that is behind Gene Simmons to like maybe do a live CD slash DVD. I'm just we putting would, it out we, there. We would love that totally. You know, Paul did it. That's right. So, uh, you know, to me, it's all set up. It would be fantastic. We're just throwing that out there to the universe, right, guys? Yeah. Very, so, very far. So, question for you. Yes. What, what Gene song? Would you like to hear that we haven't done? Well, you mentioned Thou Shalt Not. Uh, you, you know, the hair on my arm stood up on that one. All right. So for the folks down in Australia that want ladies' room, it was just kind of weird that that just bubbled up like it did, and then you mentioned that. If you watched the footage from Chicago the first time we did that, mm-hmm. man, that was a moment. It was amazing. And when we got to the end, the five of us just looked at each other. And so and there was, And it's not hard, and we know how to play it, but... We were all just so thrilled that we got through it perfectly, and you could tell. I mean, the place was just going ape shit, and it was that was. I think that was one of my favorite moments of the tour. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was, uh, I hope I remember it. The guy started yesterday. Said, "Hey, dude, let's, yeah, let's do ladies." Shut up! Let's do ladies. I try to remember. How does it start? You guys start with the guitar. Oh, he does. Okay, 
Now that was the night that Christine 16 got cut. Tell us that story. How the song got cut in the first place was the funniest part. Christine they, 16 got cut. Because Shannon and Sophie don't like Christine 16. That's right. That's right. And he's like, wait, well, what else could we do? Ladies room, ladies room, ladies room, ladies room. I got horse sack. Ooh, 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 Mr. Gotcha. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Well, that'll you know it's sad that uh, Sophie and Shannon don't like Christine Sixteen because our Christine the Button Queen that's her theme song. So. That's the song. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's funny. It, it made its way back into the set. Well, it it kind of has to. You know what I mean? It's 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 yeah. one that everybody knows. It's one everybody loves. So it's got to yeah. be in there. So I'm hoping that we will get to see a live CD slash DVD with you guys. It it needs to happen. They could even use the the camera venues and. HD yeah. is cheap to film with now. I even think that Gene should should do it himself and put it out as the Gene Simmons band bootleg. That'd be great. We'd love that. So so Gene, if this thing's on, you know, dude, let's make this happen, right? No arguments here. Yeah. I think it would be a, a powerful and attractive move in 2018. <laughs> You know, I talked to Phil about this once. I'm going to ruin this, but uh, I was going to do this thing where I was going to have Phil get you guys all on the phone, say, hey, Gene wants to talk to us all. And I was going to have him say, guys, here's what we're going to do. Uh, you know, Pink has become a big thing now. Vinnie Vincent's come back out at the Atlanta Expo, so we're going to, we're going to work some Pink into the act. And, <laughs> Phil, I want you to wear all Pink. We're going to get all Pink guitars. And... Uh, <laughs> Jeremy, I want you to put your hair up in pigtails along with uh, Phil. And Ryan, big guy, you're going to be wearing a pink tutu. Because <laughs> yeah. you can make it because he just trademarked the color pink. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. But, but I didn't want you guys to beat the hell out of me, so. I would be surprised but it wouldn't surprise me at the same time right well jeans like that but uh anyway i want to thank you guys for stopping by today thank you thank you a lot, Ken. is there anything you'd like to tell anybody say anything to any of the listeners yeah thank you yeah a big thank you man yeah very sincerely because we're you know this thing has taken on a life that we didn't think that it was we didn't expect and it's been awesome so that's because the response has been so great from all the fans so thanks to everybody yeah. I don't normally need people's approval, but it's very nice to have the Kiss Army's approval for this thing. I mean, it's really important to me. Yeah. And then. Well, I also have to mention that one of our co-hosts, uh, Courtney Cronin Dold, she she speaks very highly of all of you guys. She's a comedian that does the Kiss Cruise. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, she she loves you guys, so uh, she says uh, hello. Awesome. We had lots of hugs on the last Kiss Cruise she was on. Oh, absolutely. She's a yeah. good hugger. Good girl. All right. Well, hopefully we will see you guys on the road and maybe see you at the next Rock and Pod Expo. Hint, hint, just throwing that out there. Yeah. You know, we, we hope to see you guys out there on the road. And uh, seriously, thank you for all the hard work and fun that you bring all the Kiss and Gene Simmons band fans. Our pleasure. Yeah, thank you, guys. Couldn't do it without you guys. We'd yeah. be fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, be, be, be nice to them, Uncle Gene. So. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Now, uh, where are we going tonight? I'm going. I'm going out. 
Oh, okay. we're coming to your house. Yeah. Oh, oh. Right. Well, that's where the party's at. <laughs> Happy, Happy New Year, everybody! Yeah, there we go. We'll see you on the next podcast. Check out Podcast Rock City. Sonny Pooney's going to tell his vault story. Check out Kiss FAQ Podcast. Julian Gill and Ken Keenan are going to tell their story. And check out the Kiss My Wax Podcast with Julian Gill as a guest. All about the vault. Check it out. Listen to them now. And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late, great Eric Carr, and the late, great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podcast is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podcast crew, Thank you for listening to Podcast, the KISS fanzine for your ears. It's time to play hooky with the Wookiee with Matt Porter in the KISS room. You wanted the best, you got the best. And if you want the hottest show on Monco Radio, join us in the KISS room. The Kiss Room is a monthly radio broadcast celebrating the hottest band in the world. It's your place for all things Kiss and some... For broadcast dates and all information, go to thekissroom.com. The Kiss Room broadcasts live and worldwide on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet. Hi, I'm Ken Mills. And I'm Courtney Cronin-Dold. And we're from... A pop culture podcast. Courtney, what do we talk about on pop? We talk about everything from the love boat to the billion dollar person. (laughs) I can't believe I said that. You know, I guess it's with inflation. The six million dollar man is worth what? How many trillion now, right? The million dollar person. I mean, what the fuck? That's a great, that's my favorite show is the million dollar person. If you love pop culture and you love having fun, that's really what the show's about. Having fun and pop culture. Join the conversation. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pop podcast. Find us on iTunes or at poppodcast.blogspot.com. You can find us on Instagram at pop podcast. P-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I'm not hip enough for Instagram. <laughs> oh, hot, hot, hot kissed. Oh, yeah. Hello. 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 Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Cook, Bill Shouse, and Jeremy Asbrock from the Gene Simmons Band, and you are listening to Pod Kissed. Oh, yeah.
know, this is a this is a great band. They can play guitar and they can sing and they even speak Spanish. Por favor, caballeros. Hola. Thank you. I wish you all the best. Yes. Thanks. Remember the best holiday in the world? Another day above ground day. Don't mm. wait and don't look yeah, at the calendar to say, oh, today's uh, mm. tie my shoelaces day. Mm -hmm. Best holiday you can have is waking up in the morning. God bless you all. Thank Amen. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy holidays to you.